0: The Imperium. Hello, and welcome to episode thirty-eight of Ashes of the Imperium, a forty K podcast from sunny England. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my illustrious co-host Steve.
1: Hi, Dan. How you doing?
0: I am very well. How are you feeling? Very excited. Very excited. Yes, sisters
1: I, are almost here.
0: And sisters are oh, so almost very close. Uh, but a strange, uh, strange release window isn't it
1: yes yeah uh, i mean that box set's just gonna disappear isn't it
0: it's gonna absolutely evaporate into the hands of many an ebay scalper i fear yeah it's got like a two-week release window uh pre-order window rather so uh, yeah. they're open they're up for pre-orders uh this weekend so on saturday the 16th but they don't get released till friday the 29th so black friday
1: oh okay yeah, very right. strange
0: yeah. anyway as if you uh, if you couldn't guess we are going to be talking a little bit about adeptus sororitas uh talking briefly around the stuff that's been revealed and released on the warhammer community website we're always going to be touching a little bit on faith and fury uh, but we will be reviewing faith and fury in full in the next episode and we are also going to be reviewing the blood and glory previews yes which we predicted uh, in the last episode very poorly yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then by the time we'd got round to editing and releasing <laughs> the previews had come and gone uh but yeah so that was good fun so let's let's touch on that we were how yeah. close were we um
1: kinda kind.
0: There was no no planes.
1: I'm excited to see it anyway. Let's just say that.
0: I don't know. Like I, I was there, as were you. We were in the yeah. in the room, weren't we? And it was yeah. a good vibe. You know, the previous seven is always good fun. I always try and make sure I'm there when if there's one running at the event, um, rather than kind of going out for dinner or drinks, just because it's a good vibe. And the the Q and A afterwards are quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I felt this time round, whilst I kind of got caught up in the excitement of being there and and seeing all the lovely models, the problem is for 40k there wasn't anything new and i don't mean that uh, people could say oh of course it's new we saw the um the immolator and we saw the exorcist tank yeah absolutely we did that's brand new we hadn't seen those before but we knew sisters of battle were coming we know they're coming out in november we assu- yeah. we assume they're gonna get nice new vehicles <laughs> so it wasn't do you know what i mean it wasn't like it wasn't anything that we weren't expecting
1: yeah yeah i mean we got the, the sorcerer and obviously we've got a super tease uh, at the end yeah, and
0: uh, I guess that's the only thing. So the sorcerer, yeah, fine, uh, a plastic chaos sorcerer. But I don't know, I just, I, I just feel like it's kind of, it was lacking a little bit of...
1: We, have we been spoiled, Dan?
0: Have we been spoiled? Maybe we have.
1: Maybe I we don't have. Know. I don't know. I suppose what's the expectation of Psychic Awakening, you know? Is it going to be lots of shiny new models or some shiny new models for some, replacements for others... Um, Yeah, I'm intrigued to see after getting the first book, uh, which I hoped was going to be a little bit more vigorous than just perhaps what we got, which was a little bit of movement on of the story, but very localized. And this kind of got confirmed. At the Blood and Glory preview, which was that these are uh, snapshots of an area, of a space, of a time. They're not necessarily a massive link campaign, although there there was some hint that maybe they might be something connected at the end. But they're not. You know, the, the books themselves don't seem to be chapters in a, in a in a story that's super clear. So
0: no, and and they're not sequential either. It's not like you know Psychic Awakening One happens and then Psychic Awakening Two happens afterwards. It's as you say, it's snapshots across the universe at some point in a narrative that is developing rather than just a kind of interconnected campaign story
1: yes yes they're not campaign books no do they do they expand and continue the stories and the um individual factions yes they do so that's that's a good thing i like it
0: yeah and uh but yeah we'll touch on faith and fury in a little bit. Um you've mentioned the teas at the end. Yes. Uh Mephiston, new model for Mephiston, a Primaris version of Mephiston. That's cool. That is really cool. I think like because we don't because we don't know what's coming up and I guess we could assume that Blood Angels is going to be in the next psychic awakening book um and if you've been looking at the the kind of um leaked uh product there was a leaked product image which had psychic awakening two, um you know on sale in november and then i think it had like psychic awakening 3 something about the blood of bale or something yeah. about blood angels so i, I think where you could have you could have guessed that that was going to happen but it's cool to see that Mephiston's is going to get a new model
1: yes yeah no
0: it's going to excite lots of people
1: and um you know it's going to be pretty standout so yeah no it's good it's good
0: so i'm in an int- interesting point because we talked about this um Kind of talked about blood angels last time. Um, I think I've not got any blood angels, primaris marines. All my blood angels are you know normal marines, as they as it were. But um, I don't know whether to start a new primaris blood angels army, just use my old models. I kind of a little bit bored of old marines, I just you know, I didn't <laughs> see, I kind of just don't see the point in them.
1: Yeah, I guess that's the challenge, isn't it? That the there's the, the, the so much nicer, uh, dynamic animated models, and they've got. New rules and yeah,
0: but equally, we don't have you know, sanguinary guard versions in Primaris. We don't have so that's that's the issue. Is and I think we touched on this last time, didn't we? We talked about dark angels and stuff. So, like, there's no I feel like the chapters don't have in the Primaris range enough of their own identity yet,
1: yeah. And I think if we go back to the sort of you know, the background, the story that obviously the Primaris were created. For a need and now uh, they're bit now but they've they've not actually come from the chapters themselves they they're being introduced to the chapters, which is obviously causing you know friction in some of them and and I guess you know is there enough wiggle room left that they will become absorbed and become part of the chapters and we could see those in I, the future I think
0: that's where that's where I want to be I want to see you know primaris bros in big robes and hoods I want to see an assault primaris unit with a kind of a bespoke jump pack that's unique to blood and jewels I, I guess i guess yeah going back to what your point earlier i guess i am spoiled you know <laughs> we've got a range of space marines that's been built up over decades and now we've got yeah. a new range of space marines starting from zero and we're not quite we're not quite there you know Sanguinary guard aren't that old are no, they no you know they're relatively new in terms of miniature space um so i guess what i'm i'm struggling to you know Especially because a lot of the iconic units are all old marines. So yeah. the Raven Guard are all old marines on ra- uh, land speeders and bikes. The Blood Angels, Death Company and Sanctuary Guard are, you know, so that's, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I want to, I only really want to be playing with and buying Primaris Marines. But I also want to really throw myself down a kind of lore nugget or a, a kind of really bespoke bit of that chapter's niche to really kind of exploit it. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of th- those are the two things and those t- I can't do those two things together. It's one no. or the other. Or I guess you could do you could run an army with them both, but I I just don't I don't really want to do that. Yeah,
1: I I, I mean, when we're seeing people at tournaments and stuff, are they happy to run both? I mean, Yeah,
0: but I I think tournaments are, you know, tournaments you just take what's really good and, you know, you if it's running a full Primaris army but with a captain on a bike you know or oh thunderfire right. cannons are good so let's run thunderfire cannons despite the fact they've got a non-primaris tech marine you know i don't think that really matters when you're looking at that level but for me yes i do like to compete at tournaments and i do enjoy running strong lists but for me there's there's still that element of i want my list to be cohesively primaris yeah so at at a single tournament i might bring a mixed list but i want to build an army as a hobby project just yeah. to primaris yeah um uh,
1: my guess is they'll come i think they'll you know. Come. yeah
0: absolutely and i think that that was touched on in the on the set in the seminar and the questions um i think someone said a question about black, black templars and Stu, who was representing the 40k studio said uh, something along the lines of the studio are huge fans of black templars there's a huge amount we can do with the model range and the chapter now isn't that moment so essentially you'll be getting a book with some black templars rules in it but you won't be getting a Primaris Empress Champion. You won't be getting a Primaris High Marshal Hellbrex. You won't be getting a Primaris Grimaldus. From from that's what I'm that's what I'm taking from that. But the kind of the the kind of like dot 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 bit was but watch this space. You know there is yeah. the scope to do that. It's just not now. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think I think for me i think it's probably the right thing to do rather than bringing it all out and i'm sure there'd be a few people going oh i've got to chuck away all my old models now they're all defunct so i think this kind of uh slow rollout would be by the time they come out people will be happy to swap them
0: yeah i guess so i think i think i'm just in a slightly different hobby space at the moment in that i i don't care about the old models i I don't you know if if it means i sell all my old models on ebay for hardly anything then so be it i'd much rather my i want my hobby projects to enthuse me and old movies don't enthuse me but yeah. anyway enough about that i'm kind of getting a bit negative and whingy um talking of negativity i, th- I thought the the questions and answers at blood and glory in the seminar the the questions the answers were good but i thought the questions were a bit off because so ben from the aos studio and Stu from the 40k studio and adam troke was there as well um they basically said here's the q a session after the preview seminar bit ask us anything you like but a question like when are you bringing out a new version of the empress champion in primaries form we're, we're not going to answer that yeah so ask us conceptual dis- uh, questions about like what you know what is the process in deciding which characters get primaries versions and what doesn't you you must you must want to release primaris versions for everything so what what makes the cut you know what is the decision making process behind uh turning a, an existing character into a primaris version like We've done with the Ultramarines, and yeah. what is the uh, the decision making process between deciding not to do Vulcan and not to do um, Lysander and doing new characters? So that like that is conceptually a question about the, their approach to yeah model design and character design and building, and that would get an answer. Whereas saying like when are we getting a Lysander in Primaris mode? they will just they just say well we can't you know in in the future maybe you know, or they'll just look at you and go oh, we can't answer that question. But despite saying that at the beginning of the Q&A, yeah. there were a whole bunch of people asking questions like that. And there's only a certain amount of time. And it was quite frustrating because there's only a certain amount of time in that seminar slot to do Q&A. Yeah. And about 25% or more of the questions were, were, were pants questions. Wasted, <laughs> they were wasted, weren't they?
1: Wasted questions. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And they've had enough of these now, and I, I would have thought A lot of people at Blood and Glory will have been to one before, if not a Blood and Glory before. So, yeah, it does feel strange that, or at least if you've never been before and somebody asks a question and you get that kind of, sorry, we can't answer that, to go and ask a very similar question,
0: it's like, why do
1: that? Think of something else. There's hundreds of questions to ask.
0: Yeah. And even, so, like, they, they did a, for the AOS stuff, they revealed all the um, Slaves of Darkness, so kind of like old Chaos Warriors, uh, you know, they're now called Slaves to Darkness. Lovely new sculpts. Um, I'm just thinking what Chaos Space Marine Legion I can turn these into. Um, those Chaos Warriors <laughs> are just waiting to be, I don't know, like corn Berserkers or something cool like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or some, like, you know, like the, oh, you, you could do an amazing, oh oh, you could do an amazing, like, fallen kind of chaos space wolvesy kind of type army yeah
1: yeah yeah, I don't know. yeah.
0: but yeah anyway so they, they did they played a video about that um showing new chaos knight video uh models and new chaos warrior models and uh an awesome new hero which is like riding this big angry death lizard yep and then there's a picture of the battle tome and then about so that happened and then we watched a few other preview videos blah blah blah. q a starts up and one of the first questions was along with all the uh Slayers of Darkness models. Will you be releasing a new battle tome? (laughs) And Ben from the AOS Studio was like, looked at the guy, and then like looked at the other presenters, looked at the guy, and was like, "Yes, it was in the video." (laughs) So it was just a bit of a a awkward Q and A session. Personally, Um, really interesting. Like we 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 got lots of questions answered. There were some cool ones, but I just felt like it wasn't necessarily the best use of the time.
1: No, I know yeah i guess people are excited they want to see their thing featured they want to see their favorite thing fixed changed updated so yeah it's just too exciting and a chance to speak to the people that that make the game so yeah it's uh yeah Ho- hopefully we'll see less and less of those not non-questions should we call them non-questions
0: yeah yeah so that was Blood and Glory. We weren't, our predictions were a bit off, but uh, yeah. but still, I, you know, I, I'll temple what I said earlier. Like, I, it was a good preview. I enjoyed seeing the new models. I think because I was expecting, I'd got this high hopes of maybe seeing a new expanded, you know, something like Crute, supplement or you know something really you know, or like uh the new bringing the 30k mechanicus stuff in which actually that was a question they did talk about that yeah and i can't remember what the response was but it was like you know we're working on it we want we want to do it we just gotta we've got to get the right time and space and release it when it's ready um type quote type, type answer i can't really remember exactly but um it was a good preview yeah lovely models we we weren't right
1: <laughs> but the sisters vehicles so. though yeah cool
0: oh they they? let's talk about those so
1: i've seen we've seen the rhino as part of the build-up we have and i was like yeah i like it i like it um it, 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 it it's great uh i've cobbled together my own rhino using uh, the old metal axis parts and i really like mine mine's much more kind of dozer blade kind of really want one of the old repulsors the forge world sort of big apc things but they're um either silly money or fake these days so
0: um oh is that a retributor repressor repressor that's it there we go we're that's using it. the wrong words the the wrong r words
1: <laughs> yes so um so yeah so i kind of made mine like that so when i saw the rhino i thought yeah but i was expecting a bit more kind of churchy and gothic oh, i'm not sure
0: <laughs> you want a churchy? you have got churchy
1: <laughs> they are amazing the whole stained glass uh protection from the the flamers is just epic i mean it's just outrageous i love it
0: yeah i i like as models they're stunning they're gorgeous they look amazing am i going to be able to paint it though that's my issue and i think <laughs> like, we covered this in a previous episode like there's so much detail on them and And it it almost puts me off, like the amount of detail, and not just on the tanks, but also on the infantry.
1: Yeah, they're they're ornate and they are ornate as
0: feth, aren't they?
1: Yes, and just so many knickknacks and beads and
0: yeah, the rosary beads, the kind of like the little Imperium sigils, the doves, the cherubs, the like (laughs) boxes of bones with of saints in them you know things like that like I, like i'm i'm totally going to buy some but whether i actually build or paint them i don't know i'll have to i'll have to i, I think i want to i'll build a box of them and see how it goes
1: yeah i think in some ways uh when you've got um little things like the fertilis that appear on knee pads and stuff like that When you've got that contrast between either black and red armor and then a white or, you know, a a bright, the floodly doesn't have to be sort of super shaded and super detailed. The fact that it's there at all and we know there'll be some strong detail in the model, so be easy enough to pick out or easyish to pick out. Then I think sometimes that's probably enough, um, especially if you do go black, because black in some ways, you know, you can kind of focus on the line edging the panels and just keep them very black
0: yeah but like yeah. Ben, ben was saying ben grieves when we talked to him about his heresy Ravenwing, he just undercoats them black and then just does a lot of edge highlighting and works on details he doesn't yeah. actually do anything to the black i think he was saying yeah apart from edge highlighter
1: of course you got loads of capes and tabards and skirt elements that have got to be painted as well yeah and the capes
0: you know the outsides are red and the inside are kind of (laughs) maroony colored it's just like yeah it's it's quite intimidating and like even like space marines it's just power armor right but it's ornate power armor but even ornate power armor for space marines because they've got very similar heads yes and the heads tend to be one color it's less of an issue whereas for the sisters you've got bald heads heads with hair you've got heads with helmets heads with helmets and visors heads with helmets and visors that are up Uh, the flamer head with the kind of respirator on it yeah you've got the helmets that have the white faceplate and the black helmet and you're just like there's just so much going on i I, like what a what a world to live in that we're now complain uh, you know complaining about the amount of detail on the models i get that it's a bit you know first world problemsy but uh yeah it's just something to think about isn't it it's you know and the vehicles the vehicles take that up to 11
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely like i say, cherubs hanging off and uh yeah it's um got the flames to deal with i really like the contrast that they've done between the kind of um ivory or the white marble statues or insets or holy relics that are on there as well so yeah yeah a lot to do a lot to do and i can't so We've obviously had a little bit of, sneak of the rules. I'm jumping ahead here, Dan. Sorry, ruining your, your, your um, show notes. But I think I'm not necessarily seeing that the sisters are going to be, they've got lots of cool things to do, but they're not going to be that elite, elite, I don't think. So that's probably going to be a reasonable amount of models to buy and paint.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's still going to be power armor. I don't think we've seen any points, have we? But we've, uh, no. there's still going to be power armored models. So, you know, they're not going to be the Astra Militarum, but at no. the same time, they're going to be cheaper than Space Marines. Yeah. And you can still get a fair chunk of infantry, you know, if you just go relatively infantry heavy on Space Marines, you can get a fair old chunk of them. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: you know, we've, you know, we've got some new characters coming, but again, they're not necessarily, um, you know, all in dread dreadnought armor or f- flying a spaceship. You know, they're still, um, two legs and a helmet so it's, it's going to be they're not going to be silly points either so yeah i think it's going to be interesting i think the other thing i read as well that um kind of under the banner of how they're going to play is uh deptus minestorum units kind of still count as being an army that allows to use the keep the faith rules yeah so that's interesting. So there's a bit more um, opportunities there.
0: I want to bring things like Crusaders in.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, or um, Priests. There's yeah. that bloke from uh, Silver Tower, whatever it's called, Blackstone Fortress, that's it.
1: <laughs> yes. So I think, I think for me, narrative-wise, that's great. I mean, that allows you to bring more story elements in and, yeah, still get the benefits and the strength of the whole army without having to dilute it too much. Yeah, sense.
0: and you could easily bring some... Um, frataris militia in as well if you wanted I, I don't know you know i can't imagine i don't know if, if they're going to be in the in the book we haven't seen everything from mm. the book and the the range yet but um you know they did have models in the past you could use something from like necromunda or some imperial you could use you could just use imperial guard rules and just add a keyword on if you wanted to run a narrative game Yeah, um, yeah no problem yeah should be no. pretty good what do you think of the rules good yeah i like them I so I like there's them. a uh fate dice type mechanic so anyone familiar with the uh, disciples of zinch from age of Sigmar will know how powerful the f- uh, fate dice are
1: yeah these are miracle dice
0: miracle these aren't fate dice these are miracle dice so essentially you roll a bunch of dice at the beginning of um the game and the turn and this way to generate more and you know some chapters get additional dice etc cetera, etc cetera. um you basically roll those and that then counts as that roll and you can just replace so you roll a bunch of sixes and you can use those for the damage dice on a las cannon yeah. or the d6 shots of flamers you just say instead of rolling that dice i'm going to replace it with the six i don't know whether we've seen whether you're allowed to let's say you roll your d6 for your flamer and you roll a one whether you can then swap it out to a six or whether you have to declare it before it's rolled i don't think we've seen that information yet but that'll be um, quite an interesting mechanic to see uh, whether there is case um, or you roll a one and you think "Whoa, i've only rolled a damned one you know what am i going to do well actually you can save that for your leadership checks
1: so in the preview it says it says you can expend these miracle dice in place of certain rolls later in the battle.
0: Mm, yeah, but is that like you know in place of rolling, or is that in place of a roll? Yes. Yeah, we so you, need to you find See out. what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, there's a, a mechanic di- mechanical difference there.
1: And also the other mechanic difference is the uh, Zinch dice you, you roll them all at the beginning and they're there from the um whereas miracle dice you get one at the beginning of each battle round and then you can gain one at the end of each uh, gain one at the end of each phase if you achieve certain things which is uh, vengeance sacrifice purity or valor and I think for me all of those things are cool things to happen Um, and so you kind of get rewarded by looking to achieve them so I think that's quite good Uh, there's obviously a danger that uh, acts of faith ability can kind of make some of those things certain and if you perform an act of faith to achieve them then you don't get a miracle dice. So yeah, it seems to be a nice little balancing thing going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just expand on that, just for those that might not have seen it. So Vengeance is a unit from your army with the Act of Faith ability destroys an enemy unit. Yep. Sacrifice, a character unit from your army with the Act of Faith ability is destroyed. Yep. Purity, a psychic power is resisted by a unit from your army with the Act of Faith ability without performing an Act of Faith to do so. Yep. So, as you say, like you know, let's assume we can therefore assume that there is an act of faith which allows you to nullify a um uh a psychic power, yep, valor you roll an unmodified one from round test shake taken for a unit with the act of faith without performing an act of faith to do so,
1: so yeah, so that what that does is I think for me that kind of absolutely builds on their background is that they believe so fully in their faith that amazing things can happen and miracles can happen. I think Miracle Dice is a, is a great name for them. I think mir- making miracles happen and you know being protected and being able to do outrageous things because of miracles is great. I love
0: it. It's interesting because so here we go. So it says, um, Miracle Dice, uh, these dice are kept to one side and accrued over the course of the battle as circumstance, circumstances are met, and they're expended to channel the acts of faith for which the sisters of battle are renowned and... Later it says, you can expend these miracle dice in place of certain rolls, hits, wounds, saving rolls, and more. So it's saying you spend these dice on acts of faith, and you can spend them in terms of certain rolls. Now, is the mechanic of replacing a roll with one of these miracle dice called? Cool, is that the act of faith rule? You know, we we, we don't really know. We don't really know. whether no. Or there's like a list of acts of faith, almost like... Uh, stratagems where it says um, if anyone's played Silver Tower or Blackstone Fortress, you know, like this, this Act of Faith costs you a six dice, so you have to have yeah. an Act of Faith die- a miracle dice that is a six or more, you know, or, or let's, you've got a four, so anything you can use, let's say deny the witch or something, or, that's done on a four or up. You can expend any of your. You can spend two of your four up dice to deny yeah. a uh, spell automatically. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. It's it's, it's there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. This is all just speculation, no. and I know you know we try to we try to avoid gratuitous wish listing and speculation because then it becomes irrelevant in in a few days' time. But um, I think because this is such a huge release, we kind of wanted to talk about our hopes for the army because you know you're definitely picking some up and i'm i'm yeah. super curious if i can overcome my kind of painting fear of them
1: <laughs> so yeah i mean so that's a good good idea then so as a painting project i think you know if you had a uh, a squad you had a box of sisters some of the new champions we've got now because they've come back and redone the we've seen these some of the new ones i mean just as a a collection of models they would look so cool so we've got things like the uh dialogus the hospitaller they're just outrageous things.
0: yeah so the hospitaller is absolutely amazing like she's yeah. not even bothering to heal that dying sister <laughs> she's just like yeah i'm gonna read your last <laughs> writing, and move on you know, you, you, you're done Empress, <laughs> Empress, peace be with you off you go she's just like waving an icon over her yeah <laughs> she's got she's got a, a an apothecary stabby arm what was it, the Narthekium? but uh she's yeah. like nah not worth not worth that you, you're gone you're gone lassie not, off you're not pop. worth battery power exactly yeah. <laughs> i've got to wait till the squad sergeant or a, a cannoness needs healing yeah yeah um and then yeah as you say the the dialogus is uh yep. like what someone on twitter was saying like and the, the contender for most improved model ever goes to <laughs> yeah
1: great stuff like the hair across her face is in the same way as the candles are blowing is the same way as the you know the purity steels are blowing so it's just like yeah the model is so...
0: dynamic despite being quite static yeah yeah, exactly. And I just exactly. love all the little kind of um they've really obviously and it's, you know, it's very games workshop thing to do is is take cues from modern life. Like, look at the um kind of hospital uh, the kind of like the robes and the headdress that the hospital is wearing is very kind of like florence nightingale you know yeah. you know sister on a ward um yeah. whereas the the dialogus is kind of wearing that slightly different i you know my christian <laughs> clothes lexicon is not necessarily my strong point <laughs> but she's wearing that quite um you know tight head covering yeah. uh, that kind of goes around her chin um and yeah. you can you know she she looks a lot more pious doesn't she yes she looks yeah, very yeah. stern and that she'd like you know tell you off for you know talking during a sermon whereas the um <laughs> the hospital looks very kind of angelic and like she looks like she's there to heal and she's got these long flowing robes and this kind of weird headdress thing and then equally the image fire that's a, that's a real yeah. word the fire yeah. <laughs> is just like it looks more much more like a a normal sister and she's covering her head and covering her face as well so like is that because the icon is so holy she shouldn't look at it and it, yeah. she's always got to have her eyes downcast you know that kind of thing it, it's
1: just lovely that that little detail just it's intriguing and it, it's telling a story and it's you know, we probably will get more details when we get the hands on the book but i think for me but yeah i mean that icon's just stunning isn't yeah, it yeah that well. icon's
0: amazing so yeah, I, I, I wonder what colour they've used there. I'm really interested to see what because they've used the same colour on the marble of um, of the vehicle insets that you were talking about earlier. Yes, yes, something um, like Rakarth flesh, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just. Uh, Just exercise in subtlety.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't go overboard on the wash. Highlight it quite high with uh, white. Yeah, Yeah, it looks really good. And then the the Canon S. Yeah. Like amazingly flexible model. Yeah. So look at the amount of head choices you've got there. Uh, The weapon choices. She's got the, you know, Different right-hand weapon choices, different left-hand weapon choices, various different heads. And you can see, like, she, she's got this big kind of popey kind of robe at, with loads of uh, rosary beads as well. Yeah. And she just, like, absolutely screams, like, I am a senior figure and I'm coming to wreck face with my crossbow bolt gun thing.
1: Yeah. So there's actually two bodies as well there, isn't there? Because there's the sort of... Yes, there body. are.
0: Ah, yeah, the bottom one with the, the blonde yeah, hair. yeah. Yeah. And and two different halo types as well. Yeah, There's one with a yeah. kind of um gold back and then one with a kind of halo.
1: And even the backpack has got different types.
0: Yes, it does. One's got kind of um a standard backpack and one's got a kind of sensory type backpack, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah. That's what I mean. There's so much detail and it's like, you can just, and you could you can kit bash. you know, if you're not going to use the, you know, my favourite, what's your favourite melee weapon, Steve, of those four that we can see? Yeah,
1: uh, the brazier.
0: The brazier, yeah. Because if you're going to hit someone on the head with something, it might as well be on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I'm going to go brazier and crossbow pistol.
1: Crossbow pistol, yes. That's yeah. just amazing.
0: Because... <laughs> once i've shot someone with my crossbow bolt gun i also want to hit them on the head with something that's on fire that's
1: right yeah uh, it's it outrageous but the thing is you know this is all about symbolism this is all about um you know showing how devoted they are so yes a crossbow bolt pistol is the way to go so i think yeah no they're great fun they're great fun i love them
0: can we take a moment and of course- to talk about Junith arutia or Arush, oh aruta
1: oh
0: R- <laughs> let's uh yeah so aruta so june I'll, I'll make june <laughs> june yeah yeah so yeah what is that what is going on there Out, that's outrageous a flaming flamey pulpit
1: yeah yeah uh I think I'm not quite sure where there's a gap between the flamers and the bottom of it. I'm not saying it, 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 it's a, it's a bad model. Everything about it's fantastic and I, and I think as a centerpiece when you've just got, you know, people on on foot, then I think it's um it's great to have that have that piece and
0: It's just very 40k, isn't yes. it? You know, it's like yeah. like what what does, you know, and we spoke about the different styles of models and she's quite restrained, isn't isn't she? She's got this kind of long cloaky dress thing um but it's she's quite she's not overly decorated is she no no very simple stern as heck yes um and even like even the kind of the double-headed eagle on the front it's just i can see this being used in like a scenery piece as well for, you know, yeah. expensive scenery projects but as i say it's just so <laughs> it's so like even the full community has got it right this massive model is as gloriously over the top as sisters of battle classics like the exorcist or penitent engine it is, it is <laughs> it's literally like it's so bonkers it's like yes. this girl's like cool right i'm gonna gonna go to battle um how do i get to battle i will bring my church with me and i'll judge people from up top, up top. Yeah, and if yeah. any heretics get close what should we do burn them <laughs> burn them to hell with a quad flamer
1: yes quad flamer she's, she's uh, even her backpack has burns it's got yes
0: she's got a quad flamer she's got two what looks like two twin links heavy flamers she's yeah. got two big braziers and two braziers on her backpack you know yep. any heretics getting close are getting burnt to heck <laughs>
1: Yes. No, brilliant. Just brilliant. Just uh, And a great one to kind of wrap up with, I, I guess, unless there's something else.
0: Well, so the um, the article says, and that's just a sample of what's on the way for Sister Battle. We haven't even begun to look at Retributors, which we know what they are. Yep. Zephyrim. Yeah. Which I assume are going to be a alternate build for Seraphim. Yeah. And the Battle Sanctum.
1: Battle Sanctum. i would missed that. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, are we going to see terrain? Because that's yeah. not something that's really come into forty k a huge amount. And when no. we see, I, I say you know, I say a huge amount. It obviously hat does exist. We've got the the, the drill for for the g silicole, haven't we? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what if we've got the um, the noxilith crown for chaos? Yep. So yeah. So it does exist. Yeah, yeah. But it's not something you know. Age of Sigma factions. Almost everyone's got a bit of terrain these days. Yes, absolutely. No, that'd be great. A battle sanctum church.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sign me up.
0: Sign me up. So, yeah. So, um, what are Seraphim? They are kind of shooty shooty flying dudes, aren't they? Or shooty yeah. flying dudettes, rather. Um, yeah. So, are we going to get combat ones? Are Zephyrim going to be the combat ones? And Seraphim yeah. are going to be the shooty ones?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That would be cool. Get some a bit more assault would be good, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah. And also, I suppose if you're going to be picking up um a few boxes of the kind of the easy to build seraphim there's i guess you could easily convert some of those to be uh, yes um
1: sounds like a jewel kit all day doesn't it
0: yeah so because the the seraphim in the in the army box are monopos aren't they they're yes. easy, easy to build ones yeah. fit, whatever you want to call it um so yeah you could buy a few boxes of the i'm sure i'm sure these are going to be split up on ebay so you could get a few box a few sets of the seraphim and then buy a couple of boxes of the seraphim zephyrum kit and then you've got like a like a jump packy army yeah and in yeah. celestine
1: <laughs> yes
0: job done yeah 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 that'd great like descending angels yeah be really cool it's gonna
1: be good it's gonna be good
0: i just like that you know in terms of like the army design i just like that there's there are lots of styles so you've got the kind of you could do like a kind of martial army with like sisters battle re- you know battle sisters retributors that kind of thing or you could do like a real kind of like the um, exorcist tank with Repressor. You can go mech heavy, or you can do like a kind of Penitent army, so Penitent Engine, the flagellants the Repentia, things like that. Or you could go like Descending Angels and go jump packs, like we we're just, just describing. Or, you know, watch. We'll just- which is most likely do, doing a mix of everything, but like there's, the army's got very distinct themes, and I like that. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I think it's going to have lots of styles to play, and you know, by the time we then add in stratagems and all other goodness, they, they, they're they're going to be they're going to be have plenty of tools in the toolbox, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I think so. So, talking of toolbox, I think sacred rites, which are one of the rules that they've talked about, are um, are something that's going to give you flexibility. Um, because you pick them at the beginning of the mission so there's yes. six of them and you activate one um at the start of uh, the game or uh, much like you could activate two uh, in the um the what's it called like the tenets of mars in the um admec book you can okay. either pick one or you can or the protocols protocols of mars or something i can't remember what they're called um you can either pick one or generate two at random yes. so they've given okay. you um some two examples so one of them is uh, when a model with the sacred right is destroyed roll 1d6 before removing the model on a five up it either shoots or attacks yeah uh, which sounds quite cool or melee weapons score an additional hit on a roll of a six yep and there's going to be four others so to be honest you know you could either build your army around one or you just say do you know what? these are two bo- two bonuses that i'm going to get and just roll for two like like, yeah. like anything it's a kind of risk reward you either go for certainty but you could build your army around that or you just say do you know what? i'm going to roll for both and for for Up for the most effect, but then you know you've got to kind of roll with what you've got.
1: That kind of shows the fact that you know the sisters are been thrown into a battle, or battles come to them, and they've got to uh, deal with it. And they're just going to you know go through the books and pull out these rights that you know are going to you know influence and change how they're going to play. And I think you know yes, sometimes it might be a quick use this rather than having to go back through the libraries and libraries of books. So yeah no i like them i like them and, and again i think um you know it gives you the ability to fine-tune them again so that they you know you can make them uh much more of a kind of mono purpose that they are very much a fighty army rather than just a shooty army or a defensive army or a so uh yeah i think there's lots of options
0: yeah and um Shield of Faith. So lots of sisters' units are going to get a six-up in vulnerable save. Um, in addition, one model from this unit can attempt to resist one psychic power as if it were a psyker. So that's where you're going to be potentially generate more uh, miracle dice because your yep. nor- any your normal units can deny the witch. Yep, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And then a little snippet which I've got out here is um, you'll have access to some wild and incredibly dangerous auxiliary units such as. Penitent Engines, sure. And Death Cult Assassins. Oh. So we're gonna see plastic death and then you know, Death Cult Assassins is linked, and you click on the link and it takes you to a book about Sisters of Battle. So I don't believe if you I'm just typing it into Death Cult Assassins. Ah, you can Okay, fine. I'll take that back. You can still buy Death Cult Assassins. £12 for two. I didn't realise they were still around. But and of course there's the plastic one that comes with um the Rogue Trader guilty box. Yeah. Yeah But yeah, so Death Cult Assassins. And then, of course, uh, the second preview, which uh, came out today, um, is just a kind of, you know, um, you get chapter tactics, you get relics, you get stratagems. It's just a a generic kind of overview of some of those things. So there are um, Our Martyred Lady, which are the kind of poster poster girls, you know, the black and red with the white helmets. Um, Their chapter tactic or order conviction is called Blood of Martyrs. You gain one miracle dice at the end of any phase other than morale phase in which any units with this conviction were destroyed. This is in addition to any miracle dice gained at the end of a phase in which a character unit with the act of faith was destroyed. In addition, when resolving an attack made by a model with this conviction, add one to the hit roll if one or more models from that model's unit have been destroyed in this battle, even if they have subsequently returned to the battlefield. So your injured units are going to do better. That's cool.
1: Yeah, all about the martyrdom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Argent Shroud, deeds, not words. Very fitting. Um, when a unit with this conviction advances, it can fire ranged weapons as if it had moved without advancing. So that's a cool one. If you're looking at building maybe like a combat-focused, you know, closing with the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Use, your, use a Zephyrim. Yeah. Uh, Beaker of Faith uh, grants you an extra miracle dice each turn, uh, which is what Celestine's is. Um yeah. Indomitable belief, invulnerable save uh, is improved by one to maximum four up, whilst they're within six inches of the warlord. So that shield of faith ability that we spoke about a second ago that gave you a six up, yeah. Uh, your infantry models are getting, will be getting a five up, nice to a maximum of four. So there must be something like a relic or another <laughs> yeah. ability that yeah, increases yeah. it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So while their unit is within six inches of the warlord, it's quite easy to get to, you know, two or three big units within six inches of the warlord. It's not wholly within, so yeah, yeah. And then also strats, um, use this stratagem after you perform an act of faith, gain a miracle dice. So basically, you can swap CPs for miracle dice. Yeah. And given that, you know, you can use a CP to re-roll dice with the command reroll, or you could just gain a re-roll dice <laughs> that you, via the um, miracle dice mechanic, and then you you know what that dice is going to be. You yeah. don't need to have the randomness in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's powerful, isn't it?
0: And then there's one that buffs Overwatch in... Um, Oh, that's quite cool. So, Retributors, which is like the devastated versions of Sisters of Battle. So, yep. um, use this strategy. When the Retributor Squad fires Overwatch, uh, you can... Heavy Belters, add one to hit roll. Um, flamers, reroll the wound roll. And Multi Melters, add 12 to the range characteristic.
1: Ooh!
0: Which is really um, interesting, because Multi Melters have a twelve inch range and you're thinking, if I'm being charged and shooting an overwatch, why do I need a twelve twenty four inch multimelter? Well, if someone's charging you, they're probably within twelve inches. And if a multimelter has a twenty four inch range, <laughs> then its half range is becomes yeah. twelve. Yes. At which point you're doing its Fancy damage shenanigan, which you re-roll two. Di- you roll two dice and pick the highest. Yeah, yeah. But not only that, when you resolve an attack made by the multi-melter uh, by a model in the unit, add one to the damage roll. <laughs> so you're using the melter ability and you're adding yeah. one to the damage roll. So roll two dice, pick the highest, and then add one to it. That's, That's baller. Sweet. That's baller. So you, can, yeah. if there's a way of jumping your retributors into, you know, outside of nine, which I'm sure there will be, um, or you drive your battle bus up and and drop them out and they can yeah. i don't know shoot at a, t- a night or something let's say let's say you don't quite kill that that night or something like that then yeah. there's a proper risk for, it, for of it to charge you yeah because you can use just 2 cp and say well you know all i need to do is get get one or two hits through and then I'm definitely getting... Because um, a really savvy <laughs> opponent could move it to so six and a half inches away. Yes. In the movement phase, you move to six and a half inches away and then you charge. And you say, I'd rather use a CP to re-roll the charge if I fail it slightly closer, because I'm slightly further away, than move it to within three inches, or one inch rather. Um, yeah. <laughs> crossing my systems there. AOS is three inches, F40K is one. So move it within one inch, You know, guarantee your charge, but you're thinking, but I'm going to get Melter uh, damaged. And now you're just like, oh, great so
1: yes it's, it's any way you like you're, yeah, still, exactly. get, you're still getting two dice
0: yeah <laughs> um and then relics uh so the book of saint lucius increased the range of the bearer's aura abilities by three um so there we go so a perfect choice for a canoness with the rod of office so rod of office looks like it increases it by another three as well so because it says which will increase it further to 212 so it wow. uh, looks like the aura of the canonesses is six inches yeah and oh no it increased the range of the bearer's aura abilities doesn't say yeah so any aura ability so if you go up to indomitable faith that's an aura so shield of faith within six inches of the warlord stick a rod and the relic suddenly wow. anything within 12 is getting a five up invulnerable save having a five up invulnerable save for everything within 12 is pretty <laughs> chunky yeah
1: yeah yeah uh and and that kind of makes sense, so because she's the canoness, she's leading, yeah. so she would have that aura. She would have that, and because she's only that.
0: she's only got x many wounds, you know, she's gonna she's gonna be able to hide behind other units. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. those units gonna be hard to shift because they've all got to fight off and vulnerable. <laughs> <safe>. <laughs> Come at me! Come bro. at me, sister! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm, so I'm 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 definitely gonna pick up uh, at least one or maybe two boxes of um <laughs> of this of the of the, of the sisters thing um just because like just talking about these rules now we've only seen half of it has got me really excited I've, I've i've bought a couple of projects um recently so i really need to kind of work out i think i'm going to keep everything until the new year and then in january i'm going to have a proper like look at, at projects and we'll kind of we'll be talking about like new year new army type stuff um yeah. later down the line and we're going to be working out um what you know what we want to do with our armies because my my gt finals in january so i'll have got my sons of medusa all ready for that um at that point i'll need i'll need a new 40k project to kind of to go with it and i've i've bought some tau i've bought some eldari and i have going to be buying some sisters so I, I don't really i don't like to have so many projects on the go so at least one of those are going to have to go um but i want to i want to have a have a think about which one that's going to be because i've got some cool ideas for the tau and eldari um but they're quite similar because they're paint idea I've some paint ideas but the okay. ideas are quite similar okay. um yeah. involving airbrushes and um uh, templates and stuff like that so Ooh. yeah so tbc tbc okay. on that what about you uh, are you how excited are you uh, uh i just oh oh not very
1: no no i've always liked them and when they came out i was like oh exciting and then the build-up's been so long i kind of got to a point where i was like well i'm not sure and then it's just been like and here's something new. <gasps> and here's something new. <gasps> and here's the box there. <gasps> so, breathing into a paper bag has been needed. So, yes. Yeah, so you are okay. Cool. Because you yeah. sounded.
0: You, it almost sounded like you were. You're not bothered no no i, I, I was worried that. that this was like the squig <laughs> effect so before moon clan so night goblins type things got new models in age of sigma i was mega into them wasn't i i was running them at yeah. the tournaments and it's you know a bit of a meme list because they weren't very they weren't that brilliant and like i took loads of squigs and it was very funny and then they got all these new models and everyone was like oh my god like dan you must be super excited for squigs and but now they've yeah they've got loads of cool models and i love them to, i love the models but like now they're just you know they're just another yes another faction they're not like a niche faction anymore so for me that wasn't like that lost its appeal because i like to have little little niche armies that are slightly different yeah because no, i'm a special snowflake Stephen. <laughs> i'm unique it's, it's your age <laughs> it's uh, the millennial kicking in isn't it? Uh, <laughs> okay boomer as much as, yeah,
1: as much as anything um i think it's, it's it's as we've seen more and more of the rules that you kind of go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. i uh, just bringing them to life. And I think there's, there's so much scope for them. I think they've had a lot of fun with these. So yeah, I should be getting plenty.
0: Okay, good. And then you can buy mine off me in a few months' time when I get bored.
1: Exactly. I'll be there.
0: <laughs> for less money. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go. So if you would like to keep up with with my mad hobby progress or lack thereof or Stephen's mad narrative ideas, where can you go, Steve?
1: Uh, you can find me. I'm on Twitter and I'm at tinracer steve
0: and i am at a danger mouse 425 but most importantly the podcast is at aoti 40k and if you'd like to email us you can go uh, to uh, not well to anywhere to your email thing um and type in ashes of the imperium at gmail.com and you can send us an email or you can go to anchor Dot fm, anchor spelt as in ships anchor anchor.fm slash AOTI40K and you can send us a voice message as well if you would like to do so and we can play your voice message on, on the show uh, or, uh, or or answer your question whatever it might be that would be cool so stay tuned for the next episode where we will be covering Faith and Fury the second book in the Psychic Awakening uh, I will be getting very excited about Black Templars uh, we, we're going to cover it in this episode but we thought we'd rather just uh, get excited about sisters and do Black Templars in own. In episode on its own yep not only that but there's also loads of chaos stuff in there as well and that's just alpha legion to get new rules
1: <laughs> and if there's
0: anything you know i've just talked about <laughs> next, having too many projects time, next time next too time, many projects ah! <laughs> right without further ado that's us all done good night and happy hobbing
1: cheers guys